Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Well, I've got something planned for you today. It's not a normal service. Who knows that um, church is meant to be really like solemn and, you know, boring. You know, we, we can't make jokes in church. We can't have fun in church. We can't do anything silly because that would be irreverent. And we must be reverent. Who knows that I'm joking right now? Yes. <laughs> well, you're going you're gonna to know why I'm talking like this in a moment. My topic today, and we're closing up um, this series that we've actually been doing for the last six weeks. Um, and basically, the, the reason we've been doing this whole series is to talk about the values that we have as a church. And um, I'm closing today with the last value, of, which is oneness with Christ. This is the main value. This is the thing. This is why we're closing with this value. But we've talked over the last little while of, of, of how grace we, changes everything. The grace of Jesus, the grace of God changes our whole world. It's the whole thing. That's the whole reason why we're here. And then the second thing about being radical, radically generous, that's another value of our church. And then the third one is about the reckless love of God, how we are so loved and we are to pass on that love. That's another value of our church. And authenticity, we want to be real. We worked out how it is biblically that we can be real, not as in like take me as, you, as, as I am and just accept me, but how we actually uh, are okay with our brokenness in Christ and that in our brokenness we find completion, that we are in Him, that we move ahead. And then how our fifth value, who knows what the fifth value or who can remember what I spoke about last week? I'm going to make you all think, build a bit of tension. Nobody's like, uh, okay. Inclusivity, not donuts. Inclusivity, <laughs> inclusivity, how we are to be an inclusive church, how God has included us in. He has included us in. And uh, we are to include others in. That's a, and the fifth value today is, as I said, oneness with Christ. Everybody say this big word. Okay, you ready for a big word? Sanctification. Sanctification. Oh, you said it again. Thank you. That's good. Sanctification. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just seeing if anyone would say it again. Sanctification. Who knows what that word means? I'll tell you. If you don't know, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to know this word. You may not have ever heard this word before, sanctification. What does a sanctification mean? Well, to be sanctified literally means to be set apart or to be separated. Set apart to be separated. Um, the reason I'm using this word is because, well, it, it, it means to be set apart or separated for a special use. Set apart or separated for a special use. Now, what does this have to do with Scripture? Well, the Bible talks about us being separated when we become believers. We, we become set apart for a special use. You know that? That God wants to make you separate from this world. Now, this concept I'm going to explain over this sermon. And I just remembered I need to get my timer on, otherwise I go over time. It's always good to let people go home when you say they're going to go home. 
you know, I just want you to take note of that because uh, there's a lot of preachers out there that don't use timers, so I'm better. No, just kidding. I'm just, I'm just being stupid. Okay, so uh, uh, anyway, so well, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, so this sanctification, this separation in God is to do with the way God has made you. It's to do with the purpose he has for you. And it's also got to do with what Jesus has done for you on your behalf. You know, in this world, who knows that it's not easy? Who, 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 who of you who have decided to be followers of Christ have found that even though you follow Christ, even though you believe that you have been justified on the cross, that your sins have been paid for by Christ and that you have the right because of what Jesus has done for you to, to actually have a relationship with God. You, you, you believe in that. You believe that you are justified. But, but when it comes to following him, when it comes to being in this world, I mean, it's all right when we're in this moment right here where we've sung and there's worship and it's a beautiful moment that, that we have together. But when you go back out there, and the honking and the beeping and the, and the heat and the, and the expectations of, of, your, of your bosses and the expectations of, of your customers and the expectations of, 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 of whoever it is that you've got that are in your world, it's hard. Who knows it's hard? Who knows that the world kind of gets on you? Who knows that? That no matter how hard you try, the world gets on you. And, and, and you know what? The next step to that, when the world gets on you, sometimes, no matter how hard we try, we find ourselves sinning. We find ourselves in a place where we're like, I've made a mistake here, and I know. Oh, it's making funny noises. Maybe it's in my pocket. Is it all right? Okay. Well, I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about our separation to God. Our, 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 the fact that we have been set apart, regardless of the fact that we slip up. The Bible talks about how, that we, how we are in the world, right? But we're not of the world. That a believer is in the world. We are a part of this world. But we're not of the world. And uh, I, um, have a, I have a, a, a game um, that my children... Oh, it's, it's Elijah's, okay? It's called Pie Face. All right, this game. Who's heard of this game? Okay, this, this game is called Pie Face. Um, and uh, what I have is a, is a spinner. This has something to do with my sermon. I have a spinner here which uh, shows how many times, uh, see, this goes down, it shows how many times you have to click this thing. Okay, so you've won. Oh, so that was one. Okay, so whoever, so we, we go, you know, you have to click it four times, and whoever's got their face in there, there is a chance on the first one or the fourth one or the fifth one that that thing is going to go off. And uh, I was playing this yesterday with my kids. 
and uh, I got whipped cream on my face <laughs> because you're in the world but you're not of the world. Your face is in the center but sometimes you're going to get cream on your face. Sometimes things aren't going to work out. So I need some volunteers. I need two volunteers. We're going to play this right now. All right, I got one over here. I got one up there. Come, come. All right. We're going to play pie face because, you know, I, I, who's, who's going, I mean, uh, you can both stand here. Whoever goes first, okay? So I'm just going to put some cream on it. This is just to help you remember what it is to be in the world but not of the world. Sometimes you get cream on your face. So I've got some whipped cream. Do you know how expensive this is? 500 rupees for a can of this stuff because it's imported. Okay, boys, it's, it's all right. It's, in, it's imported cream. Okay, it's, it's, it's edible. Yeah, it's edible. It's sweet. It's got sugar in it. It tastes quite good, actually. I'm on keto diet, so I'm not allowed to. But uh, I'm just going to put some cream there. Um, oh, uh, you've got your hanky? <laughs> okay, all right. There's my cream. All right, so uh, are you ready? Okay, uh, here, here you are, Leo. You just need to spin this. Um, now, this might go on you, and, and Rajan might got to get away with not even having to put his face, but we've got four. You have to click that thing four times. Um, okay, just put your hands here. Put your, put your chin on that. And click this forward. You have to roll that forward. One. Two. Three. Four, you say. <laughs> All right, uh, here, Rajan, uh, I'm going to spin this for you. Two. You've got to click it twice. Put your chin on that thing. Rotate it forward. One. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Rajan. You can go clean yourself up. <laughs> my, my son, Elijah, was so excited about us playing this game. Sheikh is going to need that, uh, Stan, um, <laughs> that he wanted to skip children's church. Thank you, Rajan. Thank you, Leo. You guys are sportsmen, I'm telling you. Amazing. Give them a big clap. Isn't that awesome? You know, we live in a pie-faced world. It's like when we're out there in the world, we know that our face is in the target. We know at some point that there is not, it's not going to work out. That sometimes, no matter how hard you try, there's going to be failure. No, that sometimes, no, no matter how hard you want to try, and you can read your Bible, you can pray every day, you can do stuff, but, but, but there is moments where you're going to mess up and there's moments where things aren't going to go right. And that feeling, if you ever get to play that game, of clicking that thing forward, knowing that at some point that thing is going to slap you on the face is, is, is disconcerting, I'll tell you. I played it yesterday. And I thought this is a perfect example and a bit of fun for church today. As I said, we can have fun in church. So how do we succeed as believers in this system? Because I, I think a lot of us would agree, Hi, Rajan. 
I think a lot of us would agree that, that it would be easier if we could just mag- wave a magic wand over our lives, and we wish that Jesus would do this, mag- wave a magic wand over our lives to make all of our problems go away. That somehow that that cream hand doesn't come and slap us in the face because we're believers. But you know what? Jesus doesn't promise that. We still have trouble. We still have moments where we're like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to walk through this. And, and, and I've got you to, I, I need you to understand this, that that is the moment where God is beginning to set us apart. He's beginning to make us holy. He's beginning to use us for a specific purpose. And that purpose is that even though we walk through a valley of the shadow of death, that we don't have to fear evil, even though we may get cream on our face, even though we may not have it all together, even now, that we are still saved, we are still justified, we are still sanctified, we are still whole and complete in Him, and we can walk through anything, not with the message of how we've gotten over it and how we are so good, but the message of He is my source, He is my peace, He is my justification. He is the reason. Jesus spoke about this in John chapter 17. And uh, this is a prayer. This is one of the most interesting records of, 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 our, of our Lord and Savior Jesus. It was a prayer he prayed just before he was arrested and taken to the cross. in John chapter 17. I'm not going to read to you the whole prayer, but I'm going to read some of it to you. From um, John chapter 17, verse 13 to 19. And he's praying to God the Father just before he's crucified. And this is what he said, part of what he said. He says, I'm coming to you now. He's saying this to the Father in heaven, God. But I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. Everybody say joy. joy. Where does Jesus intend to put joy? In you. Now, I need you to think about this. Being crucified is not something that any of us would want to go through. It was the most gruesome, it was the worst way possible for someone to die. It was capital punishment and it was reserved only for the worst of criminals, which Jesus was not. But they have decided to put him on that cross and he allowed them. If you were knowing that you're about to be crucified as Jesus knew he was about to be crucified, would you be talking about joy? I would hazard to guess, and I think I would be correct to say that you would not be talking about joy because I know I wouldn't be talking about joy. How is it that Jesus is praying for joy for those who follow him? Why is it that he is praying for joy? 
in the midst of such strife, in the midst of such trouble, in, in the midst of a moment where he is about to be crucified. He's praying for his disciples that the full measure of his joy would be within them. And he says this then in verse 14, he says, I've given them your word. He's talking about the word of God. I've given them scripture. I've given them what you're saying. Jesus is saying what you've been saying to me. I've given them. And the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. Now, when he says that world word, world, I was going to say that world word, it's going to get mixed up there. When he says that word world, I still have trouble with that. I have to practice that when I get home. That word world, when he says that, he's not just talking about like, you know, people in the world hating you. That, that might be a part of it sometimes. You probably have had someone hate you before because of your faith or because of what you believe. This thing's annoying me today. It's going all wonky. I'm just going to... Oh, what's happened to it? Thanks, man. Oh, you know what you're doing. I heard a click sound. Cool, I think it's better now. The world. The thing about the world, when Jesus is saying the world, he's talking about the system of the world. Who knows that the system of this world has a ruler, which isn't Christ? You ever wondered why so many bad things happen in this world? It's because the ruler of this world is not Christ, it's not God, it's Satan. And there's a bigger theological discussion we can have another time as how that works and that might confuse you. That might make you go, what? Hold on a second. But it's the explanation for evil in this world. That the whole system is not run by Christ, but it's run by Satan. That's why all of our efforts to try and fix the world fail because it's under the leadership of someone whom Jesus has come and is in the process of dethroning. But that dethroning is still yet to happen. He is still in control. So when Jesus is saying that the world hates them, he's talking about the system of the world. The system of the world. You ever wonder why things go wrong in your world? It's because the system of the world is not for you. It's not for you. And this is the problem that comes. I'm going to talk about this a little later in my sermon. But, but this is the problem that comes is people keep on going back to the system of the world for fulfillment, the system of the world for their source of joy, the system of the world when the system of the world actually hates them. Right? I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. You know, when you become a believer, you no longer are a part of this world system. Verse 15, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world. Did you hear that? This is what Jesus prayed for you. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you... What's it say? What's it say? Protect them. That you... Not take them out of the world, but that you protect them from who? The evil one, who is the ruler of the system. Verse 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Verse 17, sanctify them, set them apart, separate them by the truth. And what is the truth? 
Your word is the truth. What's the truth? What's the truth? I'm just keeping you on in... in I'm, I'm talking about a lot of here, so I'm just keeping you engaged. And uh, it's a way to make you know, people stay awake. No, so what's the truth? It's there. It's written there. As you sent me into the world... Where are we? They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your... Say it with me. Your word is the truth. Okay, that was lame. Okay, but let's do that again. Your word is the truth. What's the truth? How are we sanctified? The truth. The truth, which is the word of God. How are you set apart? The truth, the word of God. How do you walk through even the cross, like Jesus went through the cross and remain set apart and remain holy, remain sanctified, remain in your purpose? How do you go through the things that life puts us through, that this, this system of this world, how do you go through all of that and remain? It's the truth. You've got to know the truth. You've got to know God's word. You've got to know what God is speaking. You've got to know Scripture. You've got to know what it is to pray, what it is to converse with God, what it is to have a relationship with, through Christ with God the Father. You've got to know that. Otherwise, you will lose your sanctity. When that moment comes, when the hand comes up, you've got to know where to turn. Verse 18, it says, As you sent me into this world, I have sent them into the world. And then Jesus says this, For them I sanctify myself. For them I set myself apart. For you, Jesus put himself aside for a special use by the hand of God. That special use was him hanging on a cross so that you could be sanctified so that you could be set apart. And, and this is the whole thing with Jesus. He has left us here in this world, in this system, in this circumstance, in these things that this world puts us through. Not so that we can go through life without trouble, but so that we can go through life even in the midst of trouble and grow. Even in the midst of trouble, and begin to walk in faith, even in the midst of trouble, and have joy. 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 I want joy in the midst of my trouble. I think every person here needs joy in the midst of their trouble. Hands up if you agree with me. Every hand. Of those of you who didn't put up your hand, I'm sure you would have. The problem comes when we 
go to the system of this world for our joy, expecting the world to be there for us. Remember, I'm talking about the system. We go into our... I'll give you some examples. We may have some trouble for those of us who are married, in our marriage. And it's become worse and worse to the point where we just need something to start to go right for us. So we go into our work and hope that there's a substitute there that would bring us some joy, bring us some hope, bring us at least some sort of solace from the situation that we're in. And we work 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 and we get to a place where we aren't joyful. We're just overworked. Because we thought that the system would be for us. We thought that we could control it somehow. We thought that maybe we could get the outcomes according to what we want. So that because this thing's not going on over here, at least it might be going over here. But we find ourselves in a place where those things haven't brought joy but made it worse. Or we struggle with, with things like depression or we struggle with things like just situations that aren't ever changing. We think, I know what I need to do. I need to, I need to go over here and, and sometimes counselling does work. I need to get counselling. And then I need to, you know, I need to do this and I need to do that. That we, but we find there's, there's no joy. We may get to a place where we're kind of flatlining and nothing's, it's not as bad as it used to be, but there's just something missing. I'll tell you what that something missing, it's called joy. It's because you've gone to the system for something that the system does not even want to give you. In fact, the ruler of this system, the evil one, he wants to rob you of your joy. He came to rob, steal and destroy. And the one way to destroy a human being is to re just remove their sense of joy. You know someone who has just lost hope? Have you ever met someone like that where they've just given up? I think the, 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 the suicide is not getting any less in this world. It's getting more and more. Why? Because people just give up. They've just lost hope. Their joy has just been removed. They thought they could go to this. They thought they could go to that. They thought they could go take it from here. But after a while, all of these things stop giving what we thought they always would. It's the same with money. I know it's a lot nicer to cry in the back of a 7 Series BMW than in a Maruti 500. <laughs> but let me tell you something, money does not bring joy. Otherwise you wouldn't meet an unhappy rich guy. And who's met an unhappy rich person? I've met some really grumpy rich people. <laughs> Money doesn't bring joy. You see, it's because it's a, it's a part of the system. There are so many things. I could keep going on, but I'm not. 
these sources that we try to pull from. My, my relationships need to be correct. My, my, my work needs to be right. My, you know, my money situation needs to be right. My family situation needs to be correct. Or, or this needs to happen. Or that needs to happen. Or this sickness needs to go. Or that needs to go. And then and then and then I'll have joy. But Jesus is saying, I want to give you joy in the midst of these things. And that is where the power of God lies. That is where you begin to realize that you have been set apart, that you have been sanctified, that you have been made whole in the midst of whatever it is. And you know what? There are too many people who think that when this gets right or when that gets right, they, 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 then you know, they'll be right with God. Listen to me. You are right with God right now. You have been set apart right now, no matter what your circumstances are. You are holy right now. You can minister out of that. Okay. It's not about you being all together. It's about Christ being together in you. That is what your sanctification is. As you move towards God, see, this is what happens in sanctification. As you move to go towards God, you let go of the world, you let go of these things that we've been holding on to. The comforts, the controls, the needing to have it together, the this and that. So you let go of things, you move towards God more and more. You know our, our, our lifetime, this lifetime that we have? It is the journey that we have of moving towards God. It is the journey of knowing all of the, uh, all of the substitutes don't work. And you're going to come to a place, if you haven't already, of a realization that nothing you try will work to bring you internal joy and the kind of joy that God wants to bring you and give you. And it's, it's a letting go of all of those controls, all of those things, all of that stuff, and moving more and more towards God. And you feel your heart just, just beginning to overlap, over just pouring out of joy no matter what. I'm telling you something. I don't think there's anyone on this planet that wouldn't want that kind of joy, that kind of power. And I'm telling you something. It is on offer for you this morning. It's that easy. But there is a letting go of the things you are holding on to and a gripping on to one person. His name is Jesus. You know, a lot of people come to him and in the hope that everything would change. And sometimes everything does change, but a lot of the time, it doesn't. But in the midst of those things, there's a strength, there's an ability to keep walking. And people notice because they know your situation. And they're like, you, you're still going through the same stuff, but your song has changed. You're not singing a dirge anymore. You're not, you're not talking about all of that stuff you used to talk about. And the, oh, I'm sad and this is happening and that's happening and I can't and this. And your closest friends will notice. A lot of Christians make this mistake. You know, for those of you who are Christians here, a lot of Christians make this mistake is, is they, 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 they change the song to I'm so amazing because I'm a Christian. You know, even though, and everyone's like, but I know your circumstances, I know what you're going through. That's, that's, not, that's not what we're here to do. Our song changes when we go, even though I'm in this. 
even though things aren't perfect, and I wish they were, but they're not, I've got joy. Would you like some of that joy? I've got peace. Would you like some of that peace? I found the water that when you drink of it, you never thirst again. Would you like some of that water? Would you like some of your friends will be like, yes, give, give me some. I'll have some too. Mm. Mm. Jesus. 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 Did you like the way I had a drink without you noticing I was drinking? I was so thirsty. That was quite creative. I need to do that again. <laughs> so, was that your drink, Vandana? I think I drank it. Thank God. Okay. We've been set apart. Our sanctification, the process of our sanctification is based on the fact that Jesus died on the cross for us, that he has made us whole, that, that our performance is not what gets us right with God. It's, it's not our performance that gives us favor with God. A lot of people are trying to get favor with God in order to change their circumstances. You're already favored. All you have to do is believe in Christ. He's the one that made the sacrifice that satisfied God the Father. That sacrifice was his death. Your sins are worthy of death. That, that's where your sins take you. My sin will only take me to death, but Jesus died on our behalf, for us, justified us. God was said, okay, through Jesus, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept these humans that I've created. And through Jesus, we come to him. That's our justification. But that, once we've got that justification, there's a process of us leaving behind the world, the system of this world, all the things that we think work for us, and moving closer and closer to God. Now, here's the question, and I'm going to close with this. Do you live in a world, in a pie-faced world, where you do get mud on your face, your big disgrace? <laughs> he was a Parsi, that fellow. Grew up in Kushrabag. Oh, that's really cool. But we do live in a pie-faced world. Our faces are in that target. If you don't think... That from time to time you're going to fall, that you're going to, that you're going to trip up, that there's going to be difficult things that you're walking through. Just know this. There is going to be moments where it doesn't work out, but there is something on offer for you that will give you power in that, that will change the outcomes. Because ultimately, what God wants to do with you in the process of sanctification, in the process of setting you apart, is what God wants to do with this world. As He walks with you through these things and changes you through these things, the world changes. That's how God is at work. We as believers, that's how we are at work in this world. Not us becoming these amazing people because we're Christians, but us becoming closer and closer and closer to God as we walk through these things, as we let go of the system of this world. And I'm telling you, it changes the world. It changes the environments you're in. It changes your family. It changes your workplace. It changes the people around you. It people notice these things. That's why back then when, when this was uh, talked about, I'm telling you, it was just this explosion of people not changing their, 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 their traditions, not changing you know, all, of, all of, their, 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 you know, of their cultural 
whatever. There wasn't that. It was this belief and this strength that came from this one who had come, who was God himself on their behalf to bring them into a new system. System of joy in the midst of circumstances that may not be so joyful. And a separation. So how do we get set apart? It's really simple. It's really simple. All we have to do is to begin to reach for Jesus instead of the things we normally reach for. What is it that you're reaching for in your circumstances? What is it? Is it your achievements? Is it, is it, your, is it the accolades from people? Is it praises that you wish people would give you? Is it, is it the affirmation of a father that never affirms you, no matter what you do? Is it, is it for your circumstances to change and then, and then, and then you'll be okay? Listen to me. Those things will never bring you joy. But there is one who offers it. He wants to put it in your heart. You know, I find myself sometimes in moments where I'm feeling so broken. I'm feeling, you know, even I as a pastor, I struggle through these things. I've been through seasons where I just, I, as a man, I'm not, I don't even know what I'm upset about. Who knows what that is like as a man? You're just angry and grumpy at everything. But really, there's actually something that you haven't connected because men, we're a bit like this sometimes. We don't connect what we're upset about. You know what I'm talking about. Men, it's like, I'm just angry. I'm upset. I find in those moments, I find in those moments are the moments where I need to remember that I've been set apart. And I've got to stop. I've got to stop. I've got to stop myself from, from trying to you know, I do, I, 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 for me, it's like, I just try to get comfortable. I'm like, you know what? I just need to go and remove myself from everyone, isolate myself and watch Netflix for like a week. I'm just being real with you. I'm not up here to be Mr. Holy. I'm not up here to be Mr. Altogether. I'm really not. I'm here to tell you what my source is and I want you to drink from the same source because I'm telling you it'll get you through. In those moments when you've kind of lost your way, the Holy Spirit, when we accept Christ, comes in and fills us. He'll prod us and He'll, he'll, he'll kind of push you and say, hey, remember Jesus. And, and sometimes it's just simply a moment where, you know, we, we're alone with God in the midst of our trouble. And it might be a simple, Jesus, Jesus, I need you. That's a moment of repentance or a moment, a moment of turning to Him. He begins to fill us. We stand up, begin to walk with Him. The circumstance doesn't change, but you change.
and you've got joy. And it's found simply in our approach to God. How do we approach God? Well, He has given us this. You know, this is God's love letter to you and I. This it's the story, it's the narrative of how God has remained with humanity through the ages up until Christ and now in the form of the Holy Spirit. It is here this morning. He is here with us right now. It's a matter of just believing. And those who, who believe are justified to stand before God pure and He begins to show them the process of being sanctified, of being set apart, of being made whole. And it is why we meet here on a Sunday. It's why we do small groups. It's why we get together and pray and remember. It's why we do communion. It's why we do everything that we do. It's sanctification. It's so that you remember, it's so that we remember that we have a source that gives us ultimately what we need. And that ultimate need is joy, is hope, is peace. It's on offer this morning. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3 Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi. 